Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Looking forward to getting into so many stories today. And some are fun. Some are depressing, as always. Um, and, of course, we have a big Friday Five to get to as well. Mm-hmm. A little countdown. Uh, let's start here. There are people right now that are taking out credit cards uh, to just pay for food. Gosh, man. That is so well, sad. Yes. Well, and I think, I mean, that's always the case, right? You'll have people that are in a bad situation financially, but it's record numbers of people right now. That's a story from CNBC. So that's not just taken out of thin air. This is personal finance, and you're talking about this option to pay later stuff. They get, okay, people are getting groceries through this to pay it later because you don't have the money right now? Okay, we've heard about people extending credit cards, taking out other credit cards just to pay for monthly bills. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something alarming about that. Well, when it comes down to individual like survival payments, you know, you're not talking about rent, you're not talking about frivolous purchases. You know, you're you're talking about things that you need. You need to buy groceries in order to eat. You need to buy groceries in order to feed your family. And when you're kicking the can down the road, probably with very high interest rates, especially if you're in a financial situation where you're having to put everything on a credit card, probably didn't get a great rate on that card, right. um, you are now paying, you know, for every $100 you spend, in the long run, you're going to be spending 150 You know, I, it, th- that's, that is alarming for the long-term picture. Totally agree. And I mean, even if you're not taking out a credit card, there are a lot of people that have cut spending as far as your groceries yeah like you know it might be some sort of treat that you used to get you're like well we're gonna have to just stay away for a little while you know just to cut the cost down yeah you know i know it's not a huge contingent out there of grown men who like popsicles as their treat after dinner (laughs) but some are suffering in silence there you go i I, i'm currently buying (laughs) corca-cola right yeah It's got a little aftertaste, but besides that, it's pretty much the same. It's sold in a burlap sack. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Robbins has been Dr. Thunder for a year now. There's no pepper in his life. It's Dr. Thunder exclusively. I'm on board. Six Up is pretty good, too. (laughs) Uh Meanwhile, I, Janet Yellen is saying we've never seen a recovery like this before. It's incredible what we've been able to do. Man, they just love lying, don't they? Well, when you think about who the voting base, base is, especially right now for the Democratic Party, it tends to be you know, people with advanced degrees who are doing pretty well for themselves. That's so right. They're not feeling the crunch right now that millions of Americans are. And so they're fairly well insulated. So they can look at top line numbers like, oh, look, jobs report came out and it was really good. Oh, wow, we've had good, uh, we've had low unemployment for a long time. And they don't have to worry about digging into the numbers and finding out how so much of that is just a sham. It's a mirage. 
because it's, it counts a whole lot of people who are seeking and have gotten part-time gigs to make ends meet. Yeah, but I'm looking at the portfolio and things right. are looking up. So what a recovery this is for us. Well, those people that got to, you know, take out credit cards for food. Sorry about your luck. Hey, it'll turn around. Just trust us. Trust us with that, says Janet Yellen. It's really remarkable. Um, switching gears. Tim Ryan is running for Senate yeah. in Ohio. Before we get into this story, every time I've seen that guy on TV in the last three, four weeks, doesn't he look like a guy that's a nervous wreck? Yes. That is caught in scandal? And the thing is, I'm not saying that he is. He just looks like the weight of the world is on his shoulders, and he's trying to lie and do whatever he can to save some sort of job. Yeah, he's one of these guys, if you come back in 30 seconds, could be having a complete nervous breakdown. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's because he's in a tight race, and it's an important race for the balance of power in the United States Senate and out of Ohio. Uh, he's running against the Republican candidate, J.D. Vance, and he's trying to position himself as a moderate Democrat, in an era where Democrats are going further and further and further to the left. He does actually already have some scandal, though, in earnest because of some alleged ethics violations. You know, nothing that's going to wind up, wind up with him in prison or anything like that, but is not a, not a great look with less than two months to go before the uh, midterm elections. And I think it's interesting because, as we've noted before, he has very noticeably avoided events with President Biden. Like, yes, Biden shows up in Ohio and a bunch of dignitaries are there. Tim Ryan's not there because he doesn't want Joe Biden around. I thought this no. was fascinating during an interview with WFMJ TV. He explained exactly why he didn't want to be around Biden. OK, I've been, I've been doing this. I know what I'm doing. I know what I believe in. I know where I'm from. I know who I'm fighting for. I don't need anyone else to like you know, gum that message up. I wanted people to look at me and ask me questions, and that's why we've been in all 88 counties. And look, I agree with Biden on, on chips and infrastructure and some of these things, and I disagree with him on he's not being tough enough on China. He, we're not going enough in on natural gas. Um, you know, so I fight him on some of these things as well, on some of the border stuff. I think he's made some big mistakes. We've got to be firmer on the border. Um, so when I agree with him, I'll agree with him. When I disagree, I'll disagree, but I will be the messenger of this campaign. Wow, he just came right out and said it. And he went back to his room and laid in bed and cried the rest of the day. <laughs> well, if I'm the voter, okay, and I agree with you on those things, Tim, then why would I vote for you? Yeah, why Why would I vote Why for... would I vote you to advance Joe Biden's agenda? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, hasn't thought it through. he hasn't thought it through yet. It's just, you know. Because you're going to vote on party lines. Yeah. It's not like you're going to be the next Joe Manchin that might buck the trend every once in a while and vote against your, quote, party. You're not one of those guys. That's probably why you look the way you do, yeah. because you started out in your career probably with good intentions, and now you just look in the mirror and you have that face all the time. I mean, on the upside, he has mastered the art of the fully clothed shower. Okay. <laughs> Top in the shower. Don't even bother taking off the clothes and cry. For 20 minutes. <laughs> right. He does sweat a little bit. Oh, boy. No <laughs> yeah, doubt about he does. that. Um, boy, oh, boy. Did you see the different tweets, the hateful tweets, oh. about the death of Queen Elizabeth? It's unbelievable. What's the deal, man? Well, you had this story. You had texted Scott and I last night, David, about some kook from 
Carnegie Mellon University. Yeah, she's this a professor. Yeah, linguistics professor and researcher. Critical race theory is part of her portfolio as well. Had tweeted out basically, I, I hope her death is excru- excruciating uh, right before. And, and then doubled and tripled down on it, saying, like, well, you know, you don't get to tell the oppressed how, you know, how to feel about the deaths of their oppressors, all this stuff. The thing is, I, I'm a fan of Twitter hot takes, but. I'm not a fan of the ones that are utterly predictable. Like, that's the thing. It's so lazy to just say, Colonialism! Screw Queen Elizabeth! You know, what's wrong with you? That's just a lot of hate in your heart. Wow. So they actually had to somewhat apologize for their professor? Because usually that doesn't happen. No, the university said something like, yeah, we don't endorse this and this was offensive, but we do believe that free expression is a part of academic rigor, blah, 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 all that stuff. The interesting part to me is that Twitter actually took that down for violating uh, the uh, policies, community guidelines. Whoa. Which that part I hadn't even heard. Yeah, I mean, when I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, graping, genocidal empire is finally dying, may her pain be excruciating. That was too much for even Twitter. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of it's interesting because I saw a lot of other tweets that were more offensive. This seems like Twitter is just kind of protecting the left. Wow, there's a lot of garbage takes that wind up out in the ether and stay up. So I don't know why this one crossed the line. I have no Mm -hmm. idea. As far as Twitter is concerned. Twitter's in trouble in a lot of different yeah. ways. They really are. They were trying to monetize porn. They were going to compete with OnlyFans. They had, they had a whole group of people trying to figure out how could we do this through Twitter. And then they kind of called off the dogs on that. Well, we're always looking at it, you know, different ways to monetize the platform, blah, blah, blah. A really bad they... name for it, though. Only twits didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of truth in that <laughs> yeah. but dude they've had their issues with child porn yeah on twitter oh, yeah and you notice i mean that should be a huge story with legacy media oh, sure, they sure. won't cover it yeah you know all those news outlets that are looking out for you <laughs> except they don't they don't tell you the stuff that you would want to know to protect your kids from Ah, forget all that um one big question is, where's Meghan Markle in all of this? We talked about that yesterday. Where is she? Well, the first reports were that Queen Elizabeth was in the hospital and they were worried. And that's when David was saying yesterday, listen, she could already be gone because the BBC is gone full coverage. Uh, different people that work there were going black ties, which means a certain thing mm-hmm. within the culture. Um, but she wasn't there at the bedside. Now, is she going to be a part of the grieving process? Funeral, how all that works? We'll wait and see. It'll give something for the tabloids to talk about. Well, you know what they'll do. What? It's because of her race. Please. They backed away from their duties. family is racist. They don't want her there. Remember, they backed away from any sort of duties. Well, no, they came here. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll wait and see what... I noticed the... uh, the, uh, Prince Andrew was involved yesterday. He was? Yeah. He was in the car with, uh, uh, not Philip. You were watching the coverage. Well, I watched some of it, yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. Well, Prince Andrew needed to thank, you know, the Queen one more time for, you know, handling that whole Jeffrey Epstein thing for him. Oh, man. That was the hottest take I had heard all day yesterday. Come on, man. You know the royal family had 
Jeffrey Epstein killed in prison. It wasn't Hillary Clinton. She doesn't have that listen, kind of pull. Was it the family? I have no idea. Was it the queen herself? Absolutely I think yesterday it was saying the, the queen. queen herself. Listen, man, there are things about Queen Elizabeth I did not know until yesterday. I, honestly. And I must say, yeah. I was... I was a bit impressed. Me too. I, I agree. I'm afraid with you. almost to say it. I was yeah, no, kind of no. Impressed. I, agree, I agree with you. You're there. with me on yeah, this. Yeah, I am. Oh my god. Well, all right, we'll lay that out. I and maybe David doesn't even know this yet. Maybe it won't matter to him. No, he'll say oh, I was just a front. <laughs> she had Epstein killed. <laughs> Who knows? And what about all the Kias and Hyundai's that are being stolen across the country? Do you know what is partly the cause of this? I think no. you may be surprised by this. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so the death of Queen Elizabeth, 96. And as we were talking about it yesterday, you know, I know basic stuff about, quote, the royals, but not exactly how it all works, right? One thing I certainly did not know was that Queen Elizabeth was known as a Christian leader in Great Britain. Did you know that? I did not. I, uh, did I, you know that, David? Yeah. I, I found Okay. I, I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. Well, I didn't. I had, I just never heard that before. So Tucker Carlson, and he's had this dude on before, Father Calvin Robinson, um, Anglican deacon. He may be the coolest looking deacon I've ever seen. Um, black man with an early 70s fro, almost like Dr. J. <laughs> Which is exactly the hair I wanted growing up. I know it would have looked ridiculous. I didn't. You couldn't talk me out of it as a kid. Anyway, he had him on to say, so she was known as a Christian leader because it seemed like Tucker didn't know it either. And this is what he had to say. Oh, absolutely. So, so before she was crowned, when she heard that her father had died and that she was going to become the queen, she said to us, pray for me that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promise I shall be making and that I may be faithfully serving him and you all the days of, our, of my life. And the, the beautiful thing is that that is exactly what she did. She served us, her people, her subjects, and she served Christ, her God, all of her life to the very last day. Okay, and, and he goes on from there. But the other interesting part is when Tucker asked the Anglican deacon, well, as Prince Charles becomes King Charles, is he going to be a defender of the Protestant Christian faith? And listen to this answer, because I think there are a lot of Christians in the United States when they think about the history of our own country and how much has been lost. This was like a breath of fresh air of someone telling it like it is without apology. And this is what he said. I have to believe that he will maintain her traditions. The, her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II was the defender of the faith. Now, Prince Charles, or King Charles III, rather, has been on record before saying he will be defender of the faiths. And I hope that was a slip of the tongue, because we do need a Christian monarch to maintain Christian values in a Christian country. It's okay to have tolerance of people of other faiths and none. That's a British value. But Britain and England is a Christian country, first and foremost. And that is where we get our moral compass from. That's where we get our guidance from. That's where we get our values from. And that's where we get our family structure from. So it's important we maintain that throughout. I'm hoping and praying that he will do. Wow. Yeah. You don't hear that no, spoken too much I, I, in the United I, States. I, 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 like you, was surprised. Yes. I was. Yeah, and honestly, it made me feel good. Like, good for you. Yes. That's where a moral compass comes from. That's where it started. 
not always been right with the moral compass. Go back to the Old Testament. <laughs> Think they always got it right with the moral compass? No, but it was continually trying to improve. Yeah, I mean, there were people issuing statements all day long talking about various things. I don't know. If it, did you see Joe Biden's statement, by the way? I saw it. I didn't care because yeah. I figured he didn't write it. And it probably didn't mean it anyway. Well, the part he did write, I think, was interesting that he and Dr. Jill will be playing Bohemian Rhapsody at the White House all day today <laughs> in honor. <laughs> Should have known that was a setup. <laughs> yeah, well. Should have known. They're going to start off with love of my life. You know, try to no, keep, true, it, yeah. keep it toned down a little bit. Right. Okay. Oh, I mentioned that Kias and Hyundais would get stolen all over the place. And I think like a lot of people, we talked about it before. Like, this is happening all over. What's the deal? Well, you know, they're worth money, and so that's why they get stolen, and that's sort of the deal. Well, it's also a challenge on air. Not on air, but uh, online. Like, hey, these these cars are easy to steal. So instead of, like, uh, some sort of goofy challenge that you'll see on TikTok or something else, uh, the challenge would be... Um, steal a car. Oh my gosh! A little social media challenge. All right, here I'm. I'm going with the patented Jamie Markley public caning. If you steal a car because you want points on Reddit or whatever, you, you get you get caned in the public square. Well, I, I, I'm down with the caning. You know that um, should be. But I should also say it's not just points. They also get a joyride out of it. Yeah. And you can tear the car apart and then just leave it. And with the way law and order is in the United States right now, what happens if you get caught if you're one of these youths? Well, a little, little slap on the wrist. If that, Well, we can't have a slap. How about a tap on the wrist? We did don't want to hurt anybody. Did you see the pain in their eyes as they were breaking into that Sorrento? <laughs> no. It looked like they were having fun, actually. <laughs> I didn't see any pain at all. No. Well, part of the story, this was from the Wall Street Journal, it's talking about a 28-year-old nurse that had just gotten her car back from the shop because of damage, would-be thieves had broken in earlier and ripped apart the steering column. But this time she went out to her car. Well, not only was the steering column not there, the whole car was gone. Oh, she man. stole it. Jeez. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what we need to do? Buy an electric car. <laughs> Fossil fuels on the way out, says Janet Yellen. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. There's the very smart millennial, David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer. Smarts, I don't know. Sexy, though? <laughs> Ladies love him, Scott Robbins. Well, okay. You have a point. You know what we need to do to improve our lives, improve this country? Just get rid of our dependence on fossil fuels. Uh huh. And exactly how does that pan out? Hmm. What's part two of this process here? Where are we we gonna... keep hearing this, and things get worse and worse and worse. Where are we going to bury the bodies? Mm. Anyway, yeah, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen gave a speech yesterday and was all excited because the end is near for fossil fuels. Okay. It, the end is going to be here for Janet Yellen before fossil fuels, as far as the world's concerned. But go ahead, Janet. Our plan, powered by the Inflation Reduction Act represents the largest investment in fighting climate change in our country's history. And it will put us well on our way toward a future where we depend on the wind, the sun, and other clean sources of energy. We will rid ourselves from our current dependence on fossil fuels. Okay. 
this is debunked constantly. But I suppose if you have a media that never questions it and never gives you the facts about what that means with the wind and the sun, how does that work again, David? Uh, it doesn't. That, that's, that's the shortest answer I can give you. It doesn't work. It, it actually can't happen. I mean, a lot of these folks, they talk about it like it's just turning off and on a light switch. Like it's just, okay, we just pull this lever <clears throat> and suddenly we won't need fossil fuels anymore. We're making these historic investments and blah, blah, blah. And you hear it all the time where people actually think that the reason that we are still dependent on fossil fuels is because of just corporate greed. These meanies don't want to put up a bunch of windmills or whatever. No, that it's because windmills, because solar power cannot efficiently power the planet. And so if you like the current quality of life, if you like being able to actually flip a light switch and have the lights come on, you can't run away from fossil fuels right now. If you like to be able to have uh, freedom of movement as an individual, you can't do that without fossil fuels right now, period. Think about California. They're the leader when it comes to getting away from fossil fuels, right? What have we seen this week? Well, it's record heat. Right. What are we going to do? It gets hot in the summer in California. Well, stunning. As I saw on NBC's Today show, uh, talking about how California's been heroic with, (laughs) you know, the grid. It's been strained, but it hasn't given way. I mean, and everyone's been working together. And, and doing what the governor, Gavin Newsom, has been asking them to do as he is inside with, uh, you know, a fleece pullover on saying you got to keep that air no lower than 78 right. degrees. He's out there, you know, saying we just need to do our part. Yet you probably saw the story. You know how they were keeping the energy going in L.A.? Burning coal. Yeah. Going back to coal. <laughs> Dude, I want to. But no one talks about that. I want to invest in a manufacturer of fireplaces right now, (laughs) because I mean they're going to be required in every home very soon. Or or people just make their own. Just a fire pit in your living room. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, man, Michael Schellenberger, who's been an expert on this stuff forever, he was given what the 2008 Time Magazine like Environmentalist of the Year. And at some point in time, he said, you know what? We talked about wind and solar, all this stuff. The minerals we need to do this, to dig for this stuff and mine for it, is awful for the environment. This doesn't make sense. And he just talked about it recently. He talked about this. They're they're basically powered with lithium, which relies on rare earths. That entire industry is is based in China. And it's insane from a national security perspective. When you're talking about all these different energy sources and electric cars dude to become more dependent on china at this moment in our history um, these are also very expensive very heavy vehicles Um, most experts that look at this think that if we're going to move away from gasoline it's going to be the hydrogen fuel cells that's been the view for decades so the idea that you're going to just ban internal combustion engines and move to you know, a, a kind of vehicle that depends, um, that would increase our dependency on China at a moment like this is just bonkers. Where are the solar panels made, fellas? Uh, China, by and large. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. What happens if it's not windy outside? Uh, the lights go out. Hmm. We're doing everything we can, and this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Janet. Dude. 
her own job where she's supposed to be an expert. Remember? We don't have to dig up the clip right now where she's like, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Well, she always oh, she was talking about supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't take that into consideration. It's that and inflation and everything else, yeah. You failed. You failed at your gig. Period. The end. Again, no one gets fired. Of course not. We're, we're over a year and a half into this thing, and no one's been fired. Oh, man. This ought to be good. Okay. Um, gather around, kids. It's time for Bible study with Joe Scarborough. We're going to learn something about Christianity from Joe Scarborough today? Yeah. So lawmakers in South Carolina have rejected an abortion ban in their state. And while delivering this news, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough decided to do some Bible study. So get ready, okay? Okay. Go, Joe. Jesus never once talked about abortion. Never once. And it was happening back in ancient times. It was happening during his time. Never once mentioned it. And for people perverting the gospel of Jesus Christ down to one issue, it's heresy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, just, you have to actually just laugh at that, right? Like, wow. Like the Planned Parenthood of Jerusalem? Really? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What the hell? So just remember this today, Scott. You get frustrated over the I, weekend, right? Uh, Jesus never talked about chopping someone up with an axe. Okay? <laughs> never mentioned it, not once, in the Gospels. Okay? So if you say it's bad... Right, right. If I feed somebody to a, if I feed somebody to a chipper, then I'm I'm, I'm yeah. okay because there was nothing biblical about it. G- Jesus. Did they have chippers then? I don't think so. Jesus. Well, they did have axes. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus never said anything about uh, banning AR-15s either. Well, they, they so, didn't have those then. Well, that matter. The under, oh, open your Bible, Jamie. According to Joe Scarborough, that's fair game. Okay, ARs. All right, go ahead, Joe. Go, if you don't believe me, if that makes you angry, why don't you do something you haven't done in a long time? Open the Bible, open the New Testament, read the red letters, you won't see it there. And that's how you think you dunk on yeah. the Christian competition? Well, I By mean, saying, first, you don't open the Bible like you do, Joe, and you read the red letters. Okay. What a completely well, idiotic mean, take that there, is. There, there is a reference to those who harm children and what they should do with themselves, which is you should kill yourself. You're better off. Yeah, and, you know, all that stuff about how you were knitted in the womb. I knew you. I know all the hairs on your head. But when was it knitted? Does it say what day in the Bible? Right. In the red letters, says Joe. Okay, more study. And yet there are people who are using Jesus as a shield to make 10-year-old rape girls go through a living and breathing hell here on earth. Okay, hold on a second. Now you're talking about... Here we go again. A 10-year-old girl that's raped. Okay, that that is the, what, 0.00001% of what we're talking about with abortions. This is so typical, man. Yeah. Did he write this, or is this just handed to well, him on a script? Well, the whole time, this this lady who holds his leash, Mika Brzezinski, mm-hmm. was uh, was just beaming up at him. <laughs> oh my god! You have to laugh at it because this is this is one of the most. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, or whatever. I mean, this is one of the most theologically um, inane, vapid, and empty 
arguments you could possibly make. Yes, it is. But we can go on with it because I think we got 20 more seconds of this nonsense. They've also conveniently yeah. overlooked the parts of the New Testament where Jesus talks about taking care of the needy. Here we go. Taking care of those okay. who I are love helpless, this. who live a hopeless life <laughs> because they believe. Do you, would you consider those in impoverished neighborhoods minorities? Because your party is not taking care of those people, Joe. Those people aren't protected. They're suffering more and more every day because of the policies that you want to have affect their lives. But you don't want to talk about that either. Jesus also said the poor is always going to be among you. Now, as far as this perfume on my feet, hey, she's wanting to celebrate right now. Those jokers never mention that. It's always, can I, can I just pick out a little piece yeah. here and there? Just a little piece of the Bible. Jesus never said anything about abortion. So there you go. These state legislators believe that life begins at fertilization and ends at childbirth. See, it's the tired old <laughs> argument. So dumb. More Christians give money, okay, to services for children than anybody else in the United States. They adopt if you let them. And it doesn't matter what color the kid is either. The other part with Joe, and I know there was a whole controversy with the intern years ago. Yeah. How did she die? I cannot remember. Hmm. Uh, they say that she had a health event and then hit her head and passed away. Like, I, I think there was like an undiagnosed heart murmur or something. Okay. But, just curious. Uh, but I mean, come on. We, I, I can just say, in my personal opinion, he he may have had her killed. There was another intern, somebody's, I couldn't remember. I think she got strangled. It was awful. It was an awful story. But you know what? Look at the red letters. Did Jesus talk about strangling anyone? No, he did not. True. So does that mean you can strangle people? Of course not, you dope. What a goof that guy is. He did talk clearly about defunding the police, though. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, forget about all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know what? I think we need a laugh. Please. Right. I'm going off script here. And this makes no sense. It, it makes sense for nothing. Okay? As I was getting an update on Janet Yellen and what she said yesterday, that little clip you had, David, mm -hmm. somebody tweeted this out. And I don't know why, but Ob Obama is a classic, what he says here. But Biden recently, when he was saying, no, 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 about something. Yeah. They put that together with Obama's if, 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 if. And not even the music. It's just clip after clip. And I dare you to go through this three times without laughing. Do it. Go ahead and try to get your straight face. Okay. Got it? Both? Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. If we pretty good, well, you both you both failed. You're already laughing. Why is that so funny? I don't know. It just is. No, 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 no,
I mean, it's not not quite as good as. <laughs> It's close, but it's not quite as good as that. <laughs> Any reason to ever bring that out, I'm all for it. Thank you. That's great. Ah, uh, golly. What John Kerry says climate change isn't political? No, 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 no. Okay, we will get to that and much more coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. No one thing, peeps. Climate change is not political. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? John Kerry. He's uh, currently the White House special envoy for climate change or something. They made up a title for him. Uh, he says, hey, we need to get the politics out of global warming. Okay. Okay. You're getting it right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> hey, John, why the long face? <laughs> Wow, man. Okay. Um, it's not political. There's there's no ideology in it. It's not a Republican, Democrat, slash, Tory, Labor issue. Uh, it's a universal issue defined by science. Okay. Why are these other countries going back to coal now? And trying to reopen nuclear plants? And start fracking again? Are you going to give them a stern talking to, John? Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. These European countries? Oh, yeah. Give me a break. This guy. I think we're getting closer to the point where most people see through this. They're not just believing everything they're told because some experts say it's so. It takes a little more critical thinking. An update. Well, first of all, before we get to, there's breaking baseball news, Mm -hmm. but uh, update from a bet yesterday. NFL, we were talking about there's going to be a record number of people betting this year on NFL games, and there was a bet between Van Camp and Robbins, the NFL opener last night. Scott, you had the Bills. Yeah. I know. I took the Bills. And they won 31 to 10. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they blew out the Rams. The Rams looked like hot garbage, man. Holy smokes. I was surprised how terrible they looked. You know, when I look at the record books, David, um, maybe you're too close to it being a football fan. Uh (laughs) Because your football betting is subpar over time. You may want to let you you may want to back off the betting on football. The the football thing I like to take flyers sometimes. Yes, you do. I really like to do that. And that's But I don't think you were alone picking the Rams last night. No. So Good news. Now Robbins only owes you uh, $20 instead of 25 as I have it. There you go. Football season's long, so I may be able to make it up during football season. <laughs> there you go. You owe me 40 I can't make it up that quickly. So does David. I know. Where am I getting paid? Okay, what's the baseball news? Oh, yeah, they're, they've, uh, they've approved some rule changes here. Uh, pitch clock starts next season. Oh, oh, Scott, you are the traditionalist. What do you think of that? I'm okay with the pitch clock. Yeah. I've seen enough minor league baseball this year to like it. Okay. Yeah, 15 seconds uh, pitch clock. If the bases are empty, that goes up to 20 seconds if there's a runner on base. Right. Um, let's see, mound visits limited to 30 seconds. Uh, base sizes will increase a little bit by about 13 square inches. And a uh, pitcher can only try to pick off a runner uh, twice. Oh, wow. A lot more stolen bases. Oh, yeah. Can you use that glue on your fingers yet if you're a pitcher <laughs> to get those crazy sliders? That's fun. Spider tack, baby. Yes, sir. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, there's been a lot of sanctuary cities that have said we would welcome. That's right. People here illegally. Uh-huh. It's what America's all about. Of course. Sanctuary. Don't worry about getting kicked out here. Yeah. Come to this city. That's well, right. the piers. One of those cities is shipping off people to somewhere else. Yeah. Well, so Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been sending migrants to sanctuary cities on charter buses, and uh, Chicago is the latest destination, which I think is cruel and unusual, honestly, uh, just because Chicago. My goodness. It's not yeah, it's safe. Tough. Okay. Yeah. Well, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, is mad because she says she got no notice of the arrivals. Really? You mean people just showing up unannounced? <laughs> you don't know who they are, where they're going? The lack they, of self-awareness. They, they don't have any means of supporting themselves. You're, you're saying that maybe that's a drain on your resources, huh? Wow, that's interesting. Crazy. Uh, well, now, according to WGN-TV, the city of Chicago has shipped dozens of those migrants to a different city. What? And no one told those city officials that it was going to happen. Oh, boy. They, they, they were sent to Burr Ridge on the outskirts of Chicago. And actually, not even in Cook County. It's so, Wow. <laughs> so sent them out of the county, too. Uh, as the article from WGN reads, Democratic politicians, including Lori Lightfoot, uh, Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle, and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker have vowed to welcome the migrants and provide a full range of services to meet their immediate needs. Chicago is a sanctuary city, and so is Cook County. However, the portion of Burr Ridge where many of the migrants are staying is actually in DuPage County. Uh, Burr Ridge Mayor Gary Grasso told WGN, I am concerned neither the village administrator nor I were told about this. We want to know, why Burr Ridge? I'd like to know why Burr Ridge, too. Well, I, and, and, you know, again, also, if you're a sanctuary city in a sanctuary county, why'd you ship them out of the city and the county? That is a great question. Wow. So a town of about, well, less than 11,000 people. Yeah. It's a little suburb, basically. Gosh, dang. I, you know what? Oh, buddy. We'll see what else comes out of this story. Just want to know: Are there more conservatives in that area? Is that yes, what this are. is about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the 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 mayor. I think he he ran for Congress. Maybe he ran for the state legislature. I'm not sure, but he he has been very critical of sanctuary cities okay. in the past. So again, if you're Lori Lightweight, why would you do that? You would want to share this opportunity of welcoming people that you say you're always about. So why not go to another place that would support sanctuary cities? Do you think why someone against it? This will change the mind of anybody in terms of immigration flow when it starts happening to them that they'll all of a sudden go, well, wait a minute, we do have a problem at the border. Well, I think it's happening with legacy media. I mean, is this the wake-up call that's needed? If so, Greg Abbott's a genius for doing this. Absolutely. You know. Yes. Well, it's been Texas, and then it's been Arizona. And <laughs> it, it has been a genius move. 
Yeah. Because it shows everyone the hypocrisy. Well, yeah, let's let's share in this welcoming committee nonsense with all of you guys that want them. By the way, speaking of Arizona, you know, the former TV anchor, Carrie Lake, mm-hmm. is running for governor. Yeah. And you'll see her a part of some controversy in the news, it seems like once a week. And, you know, she comes from media, but the media doesn't like her. And there was just a little Q&A with the media. And I got to tell you, the performance of her is impressive. If you want to hear it. I do. Okay, check this out. Did I get everybody? One more question. Would it have you to be VP? Is that something you would consider? One more question. Okay, talking about would, would you be wanting to be VP for Trump if he asked? And this is how she handles the question. Especially don't like it now. Um, it's funny, though, that that question is asked, because for so long, many of you in the media have been trying to act like I don't have the skill to run for governor. Now, apparently, I'm so skilled that you think I should be VP. So um, I take it as a compliment. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Have you, oh, talked, have you wait, talked to Donald Trump about it? I talk to President Trump all the time, and I have not talked to him about that now. I am applying for the job of Arizona governor. And but this is my favorite part. Whenever a politician does this and you get the feeling they mean it, it's like, hey, they, they understand what this is about. Don't get me wrong. We're all cynical when it comes to this stuff, but mm-hmm. this is a good way to put it. And I'm reaching out to the people every single day. Where, where is Katie Hobbs right now? She should be standing right here, right here answering your questions. How often does she talk to you? If you're MSNBC, maybe all the time. But if you want to ask her a pressing question, she cowers and she's a coward. I'm applying for a job. And the people of Arizona are the hiring manager, and they are my boss. And I am going to be here, much to the chagrin of some of you, not just four years as your governor. I'm going to be here eight years as your governor. So have fun and get used to it, because we are going places, and we're going to have the greatest state in the country. Thank you very much. Yeah. Get used yes. to it. Not four. I'm going to be eight. Heck yeah. I'm in it to win it, baby. Holy smokes. Now... You know, as far as her political stances and, you know, what policy's all about, what I've seen so far, I like. Don't know all of it, but you've watched this a little bit, David. What yeah. What is your thought? Well, I think there, there are, from some conservatives, there have been legitimate concerns about the fact that she was uh, an Obama fan, donor uh, mm-hmm. in the past. I don't know how much that matters now because the political landscape has drastically changed in the last decade. So, yes. of course, the media hate her, and a lot of times it's because they hate her because she's attractive. They don't like well, it. Well, that's true, too. They don't like it. She's a conservative who's attractive. Uh-oh. Okay, would it be fair to say this? Now, this would be before the run for president, I would guess, or at least you go back 2004, 2006. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would it, fair, would it be fair to say that there are three people on the show that would have bought into Obama's BS at that time? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. My excuse is that I was 19 and high. So my excuse, I was 20 years older and high. (laughs) I'm 20 years older. You're more than that. Okay. Do we have to go there right now? I just tried to play this off and now he just, golly. You weren't high either. You were drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's considered high sometimes, right? (laughs) I hadn't followed any politics in my entire life. I went from rock radio into talk. 
And so I'm like, well, man, this, I remember interviewing Obama in 04. And we were talking about quitting smoking and how tough it was. And I was thinking, what a regular guy. Because, you know, you start interviewing politicians. And there there's a slimy factor when you're interviewing politicians, as you can guess. That dude stood out at the time. And you're like, hey, I believe what he's saying. Only to find out it was all a load of crap. Right? But I can remember when I'm leaving that job at the rock station at the going away party, Robin, someone asked me, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Obama? And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. And you laughed at me and said, this is going to be fun watching you get into talk radio. Mm-hmm. Well, I had no idea. I was drunk. <laughs> that didn't mean you couldn't be funny and have a point sometimes. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Okay. Um, what else you want to get to? There was, oh, this other story. Um, wild, man. I know people love their pets. And when a pet passes, it's sad. Gosh, yeah. Lived it this summer. So understand. You're trying to do the right thing. So, yeah, it costs more money. Are you going to have the pet cremated? And if so, do you want the ashes? And then do you do you want the pet? If you want the ashes, I think you have to have the pet cremated by itself. Not with just a bunch of other pets. Well, you get squirrel ashes in there and stuff. <laughs> Whatever it might be, right? How much extra is the is the money? Is what I'm asking at the time. And I'm like, okay, it's been a good family pet. Yeah, by yourself is fine. We'll get the ashes, right? Uh-huh. And you end up spreading the ashes with the rest of the family. You know, everyone got to do it at different places around the yard that they had good memories with the dog, mm-hmm. right? Okay, this is a completely different thing. This woman, Lisa Murray Lang. Dropped $4,000 on a trip to Hawaii to scatter the ashes of her pet hamster. Okay, come on. Well, you know. What do you mean, you know? You can become attached to animals of all kinds, you know. How okay, long I'm, does a hamster live? Like three years? Three to five years? Something yeah, not like long. that? Not long. I've never had one, so I really have no idea. My daughter, we had a couple when she was little. Or. Oh, that's right. You could never say no to anything. You had lizards and all no. sorts of stuff. You you killed a lot of pets with your daughter. Well, and the, the <laughs> hamster, I, I had to fish out before she got home because it had died, and I didn't want her to see it, so I took it out. And But the, the thing died of wet tail. Yeah. Okay. Which is a disease among hamsters, which you literally mm. defecate yourself to death. Oh, golly. Mm-hmm. So did you take your daughter to Hawaii to spread the ashes like this woman? <laughs> no. I think I... Took her 10 miles up the road, maybe. We didn't spread the ashes. I buried the hamster back in the Got backyard. It. Yeah. Okay. So you wondered, okay, well, why Hawaii then? Apparently during the lockdowns, this woman built little sets for the hamster to explore that resembled different places around the world, and one of them was Hawaii. And she said <laughs> Hawaii was always the little hamster's favorite. Oh, boy. He just loved the sand, and so it's a perfect send-off. <laughs> This story gets sadder and sadder as you go on. Yeah, it does. Now, now I'm sad. <laughs> I would ask. It what, does. I would ask. Except, what, I've never been to Hawaii. I've wanted to go. Maybe I should have used that as the excuse. You know, I think it would be right. I think somewhere in Daisy's heart, she wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah, but you got this lonely lady who was building set pieces for her hamster <laughs> while she was in lockdown. See, that's see, that's <laughs> she's the dropping thing, right? four grand. Yeah. I would, I would ask what her husband thought about it, but you know the answer to that. Yeah, you <laughs> know. There isn't a no. no one. No. 
There may be an X. You know what? But... So I, I've turned around, okay? Four grand on a trip just for her to spread the ashes. Good for her. I'm glad she's getting out of the house. Yes, and that's the end of that tale. Oh, no more. We're done with that story. we got to move on. There's other things to get to. I don't want the sad music. It's Friday, okay? All right. Oh, my goodness. I have a prediction to make. I have a story coming up that Scott Robbins is going to say, Hey, that was my idea. I should get money from this. Hmm. Because a company is doing what you wanted. Next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the media is avoiding a story. Why would that be, David? Oh, because it makes Democrats look bad. What? Which is weird because, you know, this is a standard that they've actually set themselves. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think this is a, a, this story is this broad brush negative against Democrats, but it is kind of telling on yourself when you won't point something out here that's mm-hmm. as obvious as this. Uh, we've been following this crazy story out of Las Vegas. Uh, newspaper reporter Jeff Gehrman was murdered last week outside his house. Uh, police have arrested Democratic Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis for the murder. Tellis had been the subject of damaging stories, lost his re-election bid earlier this year as a result in a Democratic primary. Uh, but the media <clears throat> seems to be avoid letting people know that he's a Democrat. It's all the write-up mm. on uh, Fox News. Uh, now, some of the networks have covered the murder... They are strangely omitting the fact that he's a Democrat. Good Morning America just called him a local politician. Um, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> ABC News uh, on World News Tonight uh, did not talk about his party affiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, CBS News correspondent Mark Strassman described him as a man named Robert Tellis. At the elect, and they the cops served a search warrant at the elected official's home. You imagine if that person was Republican? Oh, dude, it would be. This is because Donald Trump went after the media or whatever. Joe Biden warned us. Yep, the MAGA Republicans, and now if they don't like how they're being reported on, they kill the journalists. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So easy to predict. Oh, yeah. They do this with a number of different stories. Even that lunatic in Memphis that went on the shooting spree. Yeah. So it's actually covered on the Today Show on NBC, but they omit so much to make it seem not quite as bad. Mm -hmm. It would be easy to illustrate, like if you were teaching a class of watch these two different reports, okay? See which one wants to soften this just a bit. It's so easy to tell. What should it be? Telling people the information that's important to the story but that's not what our media is about at all did see this story on a much lighter note kellogg's wants us to start mixing cereals i i've been saying this for years (laughs) i have i've been on this bandwagon for how long now how long it's such a ripoff they stole my idea okay david do you want to insert yourself into this now as he says they stole my idea i mean a lot of people have been mixing cereal for no, years. Uh, not with my platform, they haven't. What, what do you... Okay, I was advocating that. it. We don't know who came first, whether they heard it from me first or not. Chances are they uh, did. I mean, I was mixing cereal when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember when you first brought it up on the air and see, you know, this is what they should do. And you should be able to go to a place yeah. where yeah. you could mix the cereal. There should be they tubes. There should be tubes in there, grocery stores. I've are, never been to a grocery store with tubes. There and then we got calls. Stores. Hey, yeah, there's a grocery store right now that does that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
It happens all the time. I'm going to take credit for it, though. Now, in fairness, I mean, when I was a kid and I was mixing cereals, it was because we got all our food from a food pantry, and so sometimes you'd have, like, the half box. See, here we go. So you'd have to stretch them out, you know. Yeah, see, there was a reason behind it. Yeah. Well, Kellogg's wants you to start mixing healthy cereal with the unhealthy. No. What? Cause, man. Maybe you like some of the healthy ones. I do like some of the healthy ones. What do you like as a healthy cereal? Um, I like shredded wheat. Okay. I like uh, Cheerios. And what's unhealthy that you like? Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops. How about a few Cheerios in with the Fruit Loops? I would have. I've done that before. Yes. Well, you just said no. I don't want to do well, that. Well, I figured they'd go after the stuff that was like a, you know, like eating well, an asbestos brick or something. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy. Okay. All right. They mentioned frosted Cinnabran. So cinnamon French toast flavored frosted flakes mixed with raisin bran. That's I eat, I eat a lot of raisin bran too. So now they say that the raisin bran actually has more calories and sugar. Yeah. Just yeah, so you know, it might. Then OG wheats. That'd be frosted mini wheats mixed with special K. Mm, special K's not a that's fan. That's cardboardy. Yeah, uh, it's delicious, man. I'm a I don't fan mind of the that. special K. Yeah, I don't like the special K. Throw some strawberries yeah. in there, some raspberries, some blueberries. Growing up, we had average J's though. <laughs> you had to have the generic, and then twisty crispies, cocoa crispies with regular rice krispies. Look at the rice krispies are just like eating air. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right, David, biggest story of the day is what? Biggest story of the day, I think, is that household wealth in the second quarter of this year has plummeted by something like $6 trillion overall. And that's after it hit a record high in the second quarter of 2021. So Trump leaves office. Things are going okay. Things are Mm -hmm. still going okay. Mm -hmm. Biden's policies start taking effect. Everyone's poorer. Well, the inflation's killed everybody. Yes, it has. Yeah. You can see it. Again, this is a broken record. If you keep a family budget, you see where the expenses go. It's it's crazy. But the gaslighting continues from the administration that it's all great. Okay, who is it that says we need generational change in Washington? Boy, that's fresh. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get into Gavin Newsom's dirty little secret, um, we have a clip from the president, David? Uh, Yeah. So Intel is holding a groundbreaking ceremony for a new facility in central Ohio. Uh, This is in Licking County, Ohio. And uh, he explained how construction works in a way that only Joe Biden can. Oh, nice. Yeah. A little lesson time. Pat was explaining to me what these are going to look like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but I was, I was impressed. You're going to dig down 60 feet, Whoa. 10 football fields long. You're going to have make that all cement. You're going to use that as basis to build on because you need security. You need stability for what you have on top. And you're going to build up stories beyond. I mean, this is incredible. <laughs> so you're going to... It oh really it, <laughs> what the hell? It's a toddler explaining how foundations work. <laughs> so, so you got to pour the you got to pour a foundation before mm-hmm. you build a building. Yes, yeah, it's incredible, man. Yes, that's how they're going to do it. What was the end of that mess? 
Uh, yeah, well, if you want to hear it again, it's I kind of tailed off into something there. Yeah. Security, you need stability for what you have on top, and you're going to build up stories beyond. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, you're going to build up stories beyond, and this is incredible. Yeah. 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 You dig deep. Yeah. They're going to do <laughs> you it. Gotta, you got to. You got to dig before you put the concrete down, boy. That that is crazy. Right. I thought I thought you laid the concrete, then you dug the hole for it. You know, again, if you're in a small town and you're in front of a hardware store and you're talking to somebody about what's going on in town and that's the explanation you get from the old man who wanders around all day, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You deal with it. You're not offended by it. You're not anything. But that's the president yeah. of the United right. States. Right, the retired guy who hangs out at Ace Hardware. Yeah, right. Who just did, As, he'll, he, right. He's basically the unofficial greeter slash customer right. service Right, he just got guy. nothing else to do and he's there and it's, it's you know, <laughs> right. you, you kind of dodge him because you're going to get into this long crazy conversation with no beginning and end and but this guy's running the country that's him he's the he's in hardware Ohio, greeter around a bunch of people that understand how it works but he's fascinated fascinated by it <laughs> there's also this part where hey you simple people do you get how crazy this is they're digging deep it Six is much like all he needed field. was Kamala there to say, and you're going to see it with your own eyes. <laughs> you're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. You're going to see them dig deep in your own eyes. Yeah. 60 feet down. Jeez. Okay. Uh, Gavin Newsom uh, saw this piece, Wall Street Journal. Um, you heard a lot about the electricity in California. Because a week ago, heading into Labor Day weekend, they just said, got to get an electric car. Not even going to sell new ones here. Yeah. Okay, because we're the leader when it comes to clean energy. Yeah. But if you could hold off on plugging those suckers in for a while, we yeah. don't have enough electricity to power them up. Um, now, because they're saying, man, it's been hot, I understand. But could you not go below 78 degrees with the AC? Uh, we got to do our part here so everybody has powers. So there was somewhat of a celebration that they averted rolling blackouts, you know, over the last couple of days. But the part of the story that's really interesting is that the state has installed temporary gas-fired generators to run during these emergencies. Mm -hmm. So again, California working so hard to banish fossil fuels has actually become more dependent on them. L.A.'s municipal utility is generating nearly 30% of its electricity from coal, some of which is being shared with the rest of the state. That's really something, man. Because, again, they're talking about always, like, breaking their arms, patting themselves yeah. on the back of being the leader when it comes to clean energy and all that stuff. Hey, we got a problem here. Fire up the coal! Yeah. Okay! And every one of these failed governors in their heads and their minds believe they have a shot at being the president. Yes. And they're failed miserably in their own states. Oh, but hurt. who tells them that they no failed? No one. That's just it. Well, the crazy part with Gavin Newsom, there's a chance he really could be president. Yes. yes. Yeah. Dude, if Joe Biden well, he's could there. get the votes that they say he got... You don't think that guy could? Yeah. When you have social media, all the tech, legacy media all behind you, and then suppressing stories like the media did, you don't think that guy could get elected? You know Golly. he could. Yeah, you could get into the different numbers of everything they've done in that state as far as the way they're using energy. It's 
it's frustrating. Meanwhile, man, I'll take you through this, and I'll really try to explain it well. Because I don't know that everyone will totally believe what this is. This was from Red State, which you see, you look at that site yeah, a lot. quite a bit, yeah. Did you see the story about the sex education book for good parents? Yes. You did? Yes, I'm so troubled by it. Okay. There's not that much in this world that troubles you, Scott, to this be honest. This one does. Um, my kids are, you know, for the most part, grown. Yeah. But if you have little kids, yeah. like David, yeah. they'd say, hey, if you want to be a good parent, Dave, here you go. Just, Sorry I called you Dave. You hate that. David. It's incredible. Um, this is an excerpt from Anna LeBlanc's book, Sex Education for 8- to 12-Year-Old Kids. Kids' book for good parents. Okay, and so people have been talking about this book. What are the tips to be a good parent as far as sex education with kids these days? Well, um, it means, we'll just cut to the chase. Um, They're saying you and the missus should be doing it in front of the kids. Oh, my God. See, that's the thing. That just makes me throw up in my mouth. The thought of my parents? That's right. Oh, (laughs) Yes, that's what sex education means now. Uh, no, yeah, no, no. is right. right? No, I, that that's insane. That if if that's your mo, then I mean, whoever wrote this book, whoever's distributing this, honestly, it's not a free speech issue. You're encouraging child sex abuse. You you need to yes. you need to be locked up. What Daily Wire reported, the book was removed from Amazon following dozens of one star reviews and comments from readers that were disturbed by the book's content. So that's at least good news. Well, yeah, I saw some of the tips individually. Like, you can deliberately leave the bedroom door open or ajar yes. while expressing intimacy. Yes. Call upon your child to bring or take something away while you are expressing intimacy. No! You freaks! What in the hell is going on? Man, that's and then so I'll, screwed up. Allow him or her to watch? Yep. Take your child into bed with you and allow him or her to watch as you share intimacy. God. Where am I? It's sick. It's evil. Mm -hmm. How does that ever even get printed? Like, are you out of your freaking mind? Who thinks of that and goes, this is totally appropriate. People that should be in jail. This is what we need to do. I'm real. Unbelievable. Don't call them groomers, though. No. They don't like that. Call them whatever you want. How about freak? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, they're I'll groomers. Go. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're groomers like even groomers disavow. <laughs> and they're not one of it's us. Like, <laughs> the, the drag show performers are like, whoa, man, settle down. All right. Yeah, right. You know, it used to be the joke um, with different people on the left when they'd say, ah, we're coming for your kids. Ha, ha, ha. No, they're coming for your kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this isn't the only country where this is happening. It's like a global thing. Notice there's so many things happening around the world all at the same time. It's crazy. And what's the end game? David, you could probably say it better than anybody. Just oh, power with the elites around yeah, the world. I mean, the end game of all of it is to create a, a class of broken people because broken people are easily controlled. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, do you know what state has the freest education system in the country? 
Anybody? The freest? Yes. Meaning? The most free education system. Oh, d- d- no, at no cost. Not like free to just do whatever. Yes, free. Okay. All right. Yeah. To do to teach kids what you think should be taught. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you meant. I didn't think you meant financially here. It's yeah. Florida. Okay. As you've both said before, Ron Santis is really showing the way how to run a state. Yeah. So the unveiling of the Heritage Foundation, as far as how they rank educational freedom among the states, Florida on top. As far as the Freedom Report Card, it considers spending per pupil, teacher to non-teacher staff ratios, and unfunded teacher pension liabilities as a proportion of state gross domestic product. And everything that, you know, DeSantis has done in Florida, as far as keeping the left-wing ideologies out of the classroom, uh, has worked. We've seen that in a number of different things. And I think that's why the left is so scared of him, and that's why he's been, you know, walking around with a target on his back from Mm -hmm. the media, you know, for a while now. Let's see, Jersey, New York, Washington, D.C. ranked at the bottom of the list. Really? Mm. Yes. Many parents turned to homeschooling and private schools as their local districts continued with virtual instruction. And it talks about this piece, where we're at now with education as compared to, say, three years ago in 2019. Yeah. When a lot of people didn't even know there was that big of a problem. But there's a spotlight on it now, and it's going to stay there for a while. Uh, something, you know, on a lighter note that I saw and just wanted to know if you agreed with this or not. They do these workplace polls quite a bit. And this has to do with passive aggressive phrases. In the workplace? Yes. Okay. And you tell me if you feel like this is passive aggressive or not. Like if you're putting in an email and you say, as discussed. Oh, yeah. That's passive-aggressive? I hate oh, that, too, by the way. I don't think that's passive-aggressive. And sometimes you, you put that in there for HR purposes to acknowledge if there's an employee, for example, who and you're a manager, and there's an employee who's been having some performance issues. If mm-hmm. you write that down and then they acknowledge that, yes, we discussed that, that can be sort of put in a file, if you catch my drift. I'm 100% with you on that, David. I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's still passive-aggressive, though. Uh, you know, we're one one answer into this, and I'm seeing a trend. Let's get to the next one. Mm-hmm. All right. As per my last email, is that passive-aggressive? I think it can be, yeah. No, I don't think so. Because you're saying, hey, like we talked about before, as per my last email, yeah. A, B, or C was supposed to happen. Yeah. So, so far, what sounds passive-aggressive to me is just... Clarity, and basically, it's a way of saying you kind of dropped the ball. Yep. That's exactly right. That's why it's passive aggressive. It's not passive without aggressive. without saying you dropped the ball. Saying you dropped the ball sounds like you're just not a fan of accountability, Scott. Sounds like you're leading the league in fumbling. Maybe I'm just leading the league in uh, non passive aggressive nonsense. Just tell me. <laughs> you don't like just being told though either. I don't mind bosses. just being told. I'd rather be told than that. Okay, don't start. <laughs> How about the phrase, as promised? Um, I don't care about that one. Circling back? All I can think about is little <laughs> red lying yeah, Jen Psaki when I hear circling yeah. back. How about per our last conversation? That, that's kind of in the same ballpark as, I'm as with the you. other ones. Yeah. 
Thanks in advance. Okay, yeah, that one a little bit. <laughs> okay, that just yeah. irritates me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't agreed to do anything. Up yours. So That's don't aggress- thank me in advance. That's aggressive. That's not just passive. Don't thank me in aggressive. advance. Up yours. Yeah. Yeah, up yours. That's more direct the way you like it. I think that's the way I like it. Yep. Will do. How is will do passive aggressive? Someone asks you to do something, will do. I got no problem with that one. All I can think about when I read this whole thing is how many sensitive snowflakes do we have? Right. (laughs) I just don't like the way you talk to me. Just do your freaking job. Jeez. Uh, Please advise. Is that passive aggressive? I don't think so. No, no. I, actually, I think that's rather encouraging. That's number know. one. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with that one at all. Now this noted. You just answer noted. To me, that just means yeah, I got it. Yeah. Which I, guess I don't know if it's passive aggressive. Technically, yeah. that is passive aggressive. Then, if you're saying yeah, got it, jeez, off my back. Would it be better then? Because I don't want to be passive aggressive. I would rather be aggressive to say, "Yeah, I got it. I heard you the first time." That's the way you should put it. Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> I hate duly noted too. Got it. Yeah. How about friendly reminder? That was number three. Hey, here's a friendly reminder. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It seems. Mm-hmm. Hey, you owe me money still. See, it's a friendly reminder. Next time, it's not going to be freaking friendly. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> News update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <laughs> this is wild, man. Democrats are pushing their own Senate nominee to quit <laughs> in South Carolina. Yeah. You had this story, David. It's kind of wild. Well, it is. And, and this is thanks to uh, Project Veritas, which exposed this lady for the racist that she is. Uh, so the South Carolina Democrat who is running for uh, U.S. Senate against current uh, Republican Senator Tim Scott, she's facing calls from within her own party to fold her campaign. This is Representative or State Representative currently, Crystal Matthews. So what happened was she wound up uh, in one of these sting operations from Project Veritas, and yeah. she starts talking about white people. She is black. And her district currently is a majority white. And she started talking about how you got to treat the white people like bleep. Because that's the only way they stay in line. So you got you to put them under your thumb. You've got to debase them, basically. It's hard to make out. I can play a little part of it. White people, I'm from a mostly white town. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing. You got to know who you're with. Like, yeah. You, you got to treat them like I keep them right here under my thumb. That's the way you got to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted to get out of the race. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no kidding. Obviously, one of the big stories around the world is the passing of Queen Elizabeth for our Friday Five. This idea yesterday, you do the greatest songs of all time with either Queen or King in the title. Oh, my. There are some fantastic songs with Queen or King in the title. So think about that. What songs were big hits or iconic? Queen or King. Stand the test of time hmm. would make the Friday Five. If you want to get in early, it's 210-619-2053. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Oh, this feels good. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That time of the show, it means the Friday Five. It always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. For today's Friday Five... With the passing of Queen Elizabeth, our idea, pay tribute. Greatest songs of all time with either Queen or King in the title. Oh, wow. A lot of good stuff here. Really interesting list. If you want to get in, the number is 210-619-2053. And if you know this game, we go by how big or iconic is the song. That's one category. Another category, does it stand the test of time? And then the third category, how much do you personally like it? Put it all together, and here we go. There are some surprises today. I think yeah. we could all say that. Yeah, there are. I, I think number four is one that everybody knows, but I doubt anybody's going to call for it. I, I would totally agree, with, agree that. with that. Yeah. Yes. All right. Where are we starting today, David? Uh, let's start off with Kenneth, I believe, calling from the Metroplex. Hey, Kenneth. Let's get this thing kicked off. Let's do a little backwards roller skating, and would you crank up Dancing Queen by ABBA? Heck yeah. Well, you we will, and you're going to have a great weekend. Number one. I like how Kenneth was just so secure in delivering that. Right? We're going we're well, to yeah. do it. We're going to do some roller skating, and we're going to crank Abba. We are. And uh, let's just admit it. Every dude in this studio was just dancing. It may have been mock dancing, but it was dancing nonetheless. It was chair dancing yeah. at its finest. Uh-huh. Okay. So, for a hit, that's a 10. Yeah. For a test of time, it's a 10. Oh, yeah. So, if you give it a 4 for a like, at least on my scale, it was number 1. you got to play the game the right way. Yeah. Well, for me, it was number 2. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear how you scored this. Mm -hmm. And it was your number 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't even close. Right. Okay. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. I'd like to dedicate this song to Mrs. Woody. We celebrate our anniversary tomorrow. Oh, happy anniversary. Congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. How many years? However, be, uh, 28 years. Oh, my. a boy. That's great. Yeah, be careful. The 28-year itch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, however, because of Biden's economic recovery, we won't be cracking open the good stuff. Instead, we're more likely to share a Dr. Thunder, a Six Up, Mountain Frost, Sierra Fog, or even a Smug Root Beer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Times are tough. How about, how about Juice Newton, Queen of My Heart? Yeah, Queen of Hearts. Wow. Number five. Play with the Queen of Hearts. That was a big song. Huge. Not not just in the United States, that was an international hit. She was 
red hot during that period, about 18 months. Yes. Yep. So I had that in my five. I know you did. Did you have that in your five, David? I did not. Mm. Not a big Juice Newton guy. No. Well, you should really appreciate that song, Scott, because Tom Petty ripped it off and had a hit with it. See, what? (laughs) I know that's what was said about it. I know. The running down a dream? Yeah, that part. The same hook. What's it going? Running down. It's the same hook. Hey, man, I got this song. It sounds like juice. (laughs) (laughs) It's different enough. It sounds good. Okay, who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Alan and Tiger. Hey, Alan. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Uh, Speaking of Tom Petty, how about uh, It's Good to Be King? Yeah, great song. Yes. It's good to be king. I got played at rock radio. Good song. Did you play the top 40? No. Oh. That's unfortunate. I bet there was a lot of Tom Petty songs that you didn't get to play that we at rock radio got to play that you were jealous. Well, I mean, you, I, we played the hits. I mean, the Tom Petty hits. Did you play You Wreck Me? No. Not a big enough hit, huh? No. Oh, well, that's too bad. But you don't know how it feels. I bet you did. The slower yeah. mid-tempo stuff. Right. Well, that yeah. might have been too too rocky for you. Make sure you wreck me. The joint thing was reversed so people didn't hear it because after all you Are you serious? You played the edit that on the joint the song? That was the edit that oh, came to Top goodness. 40. Top 40 played that, that edit. I mean, almost everybody did. That was a different time, Jamie. Oh different time. Gosh. When the so government sad. wasn't handing out joints. Okay. <laughs> all right. Songs with King or Queen in the title. ABBA number one. Juice Newton number five. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Dave in Culpeper, Virginia. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, I had Abba, of course, for you. I know it's your favorite group, but someone yes. took it from me. Mm. That's not equity. Dave. I don't like that, Dave. Yes, I, but I heard Trump tried to pay a lawyer with a horse named Nancy, but the lawyer refused to take that old nag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Well played. Good one. I have, I have another quick poem for you. It will only take a few seconds if you want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Joe raised his hand to ask, should I stand, and then forgot his name. So Dr. Jill said, take your pill, for Trump is who will blame. <laughs> well done. That's good stuff. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. golf yeah. clap. Good, good job. One. What you thinking today, Dave? Well, my, my son this week is what President Magoo's new nickname is for Kareen Jean Claude Van Dum, Mississippi Queen by Mountain. <laughs> there, there you, you go. go. Number yeah. three. song always sounds good when it comes it on the radio. It does. I was just going to say that. It never sounds bad. It never does. It can't. Just comes smoking right out of the gate, too. And it's only two and a half minutes long. Yep. And that little piano at the end, too. Just so good. And then from the video game Guitar Hero, it found another audience. But my kids love that song. Oh, yeah. It's wild to me. Yes. All right, good number three. So now we're still looking for number two and number four. Songs with king or queen in the title. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Brian and Gresham. Hey, Brian. Hey, gentlemen. Aloha Friday. Aloha, Brian. 
Hey, I would like to dedicate this to either Lori Lightfoot for having the biggest cojones in Chicago or Nancy Pelosi's creepy hand rubbing. This is Joe Biden's favorite country band, Queensryche, Queen of the Reich. Oh, Mark just lit up like a pinball machine. Oh my machine. gosh, dude. <laughs> the five octave range of Jeff Tate. Listen. Freaking right. Okay, you may not be a Queensryche fan. Give it up. That dude has an incredible voice. <laughs> it's, the, it's an air raid siren. It is. <laughs> Have you ever watched those videos on YouTube where you have vocal coaches and oh, different yeah. people will yeah. send in songs and they send in Jeff Tate Queensryche stuff and they're floored every time? Like, oh my gosh, this guy is incredible. Yeah. And then I'll show my family and they'll say, I still don't care. <laughs> it's very dejecting to me. <laughs> anyway, someday it'll be your day. One of these days, man. Well, it is my day. I got a call for Queen of the Reich. That was great. I knew that now, would make your day. on with the countdown. It does. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday again. Be Hi, Friday, Mary. Mary. What you thinking today? Okay. Well, I had a couple in mind, but I'm going to go with Killer Queen by Queen. Yes, she always does well with this. Wow. Number Good job. two. She's a killer queen. Got body gelatine. Dynamite with a laser beam. Guaranteed to blow your mind. Well, I think you're the biggest Queen fan on the show, Scott. Yes. You have multiple Queen t-shirts. I love Queen. So what do you say about Killer Queen? I always loved Killer Queen. But it was not your number one. It wasn't even close. No. No, I thought ABBA deserved to be number one. Okay. And you had it down at, like, number four, though, didn't you? I Probably Killer because Queen? I'm always afraid of being named. That's an iconic on song. It is. Timer, it's, crazy off it's a great charts. song, and I mean, it still gets played. Yeah. Every week, we talk about vote without fear. I know, but it vote without contempt. Dude, From that you. was a big hit. It was huge. Did you have it in your five? I did. Good for you. Do you like the song? I had it at number three. Not especially. No, I didn't think so. No, there's a lot of Queen songs that I really dig. The, the when, one, I was a, when I was a Queen fan in the 70s, it, it didn't rock. That song didn't rock like some of the others. So, but, I mean, that was just into the heavier stuff. This was the one that took them into the stratosphere. Yeah. That was the first big hit. Yeah. It was good stuff. Okay, so now all that's left is number four. Nobody's and David has that. predicted that no one will call for it. They won't. But everyone will know it. The, yes. I hope somebody calls for it. That would be really cool. And there are still, well, two honorable mentions that I'm hoping someone calls for. Because they're great songs. Um, today's Friday Five. Songs with King or Queen in the title. We'll wrap it up coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, got a news update to get to, plus the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. We're finishing up the Friday Five songs today with King or Queen in the title. That's your number one. Abba. Dancing Queen. Killer Queen from Queen was number two. Mountains Mississippi Queen at three. And then Queen of Hearts from Juice Newton at five.
There's been great honorable mentions as well. But back to it, David. Who we got? Uh, let's start off with Brian in California. Hey, Brian. Hey, boys. How are you? Great, Good, Brian. Man. Thanks for checking in, man. Hey. Yeah, I appreciate it. I try to call every week. I get through, and somebody's already taking my song. Nah. Mm, oh, man. Bummer. Hate that. So frustrating. What you got so, today? I'm hoping this one's on the countdown. Yes. Uh, how about King of the Road by Roger Miller? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm a man of means by no means. King of the road. Yeah. Third boxcar, midnight train. My neighbor growing up, his dad had that song. My dad had that song. Yeah, so every time I was over there, man, we were playing King of the Road. Thinking we were cool. Yes, sir. I don't pay no Good honorable mention. All right, who's next, baby? Uh, we got Kevin in Michigan. Hey, Kevin. What's going on, guys? Kevin, Jamie, hi. This Kev- is going to be your. This is going to be your day because this one's for you. Rock okay. Queen by Guns N' Roses. Dude. Yes. Yes. Oh man, one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs. Last song on Appetite. The vocal on the last two minutes of this song is awesome. Just leave it at that. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yep. Love that song. Okay, I know we, I, I could spend a lot of time on that. It's really I'm just glad song. somebody called for it. Yeah, thank it, you, Kevin. Just put a little bounce in your step. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, the honorable mention, it doesn't matter if it doesn't get the five. No. But yeah, I mean, Guns N' Roses, Queens Wreck in the same day. Yeah. I'm only one more song would really make my day. Cause uh, I know which one, too. <laughs> anyway, go back to the countdown. Who's yeah. next? Let's talk to Brad in Missouri. Hey, Brad. Hey. Hey, Brad, what you thinking yeah. today? Song with king or queen uh, in the title? Where's your crown king nothing, Metallica? Freaking there it right. Is. The trifecta's yes. been met. So that was off the Load album. You know what the demo of this song was called before it was king nothing? No. Load. Load? Yes, this would have been the title track. Yes. Guys, I think that still sounds really good. I know some Metallica purists don't like anything after the Black Album, Mm -hmm. but there's some good stuff on the later albums, too, I think. Okay. So we're still looking for number four, and as David predicted, everyone will know it, but probably no one will call for it. Yep. I had King Nothing in my five, by the way. I did, too. You know, we should play the song that Robbins had in his five that didn't make it out of just tribute. Because, I mean, I feel bad. I got people calling in for Metallica and Queensryche and Guns N' Roses. Nobody's calling for I know which one you're going with here, and it's... Well, you you picked it. I mean, I want to give you what you want, too. Huge record. Everybody's got their thing, man. It's all right. Top 40 days, baby. That was number one forever. Yes. I'm thinking great vibes on a Friday. Just letting loose, getting pumped up, ready for the weekend. I don't okay. think yeah, yeah, that's, that's enough. All right, that's enough. No, it, it, hey, dude. Each is up. That's enough. What? It's Billy, I thought it belonged there, and I still do. I'll then I'll maintain that. I'm happy for you. I was just afraid no one would call for it. I know it was huge. It's 
close to a lot of people in their heart. Uh, who's next, David? Uh, let's sure. talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy Friday. John, always uh, good to hear you, from you, bro. It's hard to get through with Barry out there. Uh, anyway, I was watching uh, President Biden's unifying speech for Wilkes-Barre Wilkes -Barre last week, and for some reason this song popped into my head. The Court of the Crimson King. By oh, King, King Crimson. Crimson. Greg Lake on the vocal. Yeah. Wow, man. Can you sing it with him, Scott? I know the song. I haven't heard this in a while. If you're thinking, you know, majestic. It's progressive, but yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if we had something majestic in the top five? You got it. Well, it's on David's pick for number four. Yeah, it is. And I'll, I'll let him intro it out. Number four. <laughs> Everybody knows this song. It was published 150 years ago. That's a test of time by 20 now. It is a test of time, right? It's green. In the Hall of the Mountain King. See, when he first said Hall of the Mountain King, I thought, Sabotage? <laughs> Metal band from the 80s? Really? Wow, that'd be cool. In the Hall of the Mountain! You want to hear some high vocals. Okay. Oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay, that was a good countdown. Abba, Queen. <laughs> Mountain... Matt Sabotage and Juice Newton. Well played, and thanks for playing along. Always appreciate it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And biggest story of the day, David, is? Uh, biggest story of the day is that generation uh, or a generational wealth uh, accumulation has been wiped out thanks to inflation and, and terrible policies by this administration. Um, also, an update from the killing of the journalist in Las Vegas the sheriff, during a press conference, was asked whether or not Trump had something to do with it. It oh, was a God. Democrat who stabbed a journalist to death, and somehow it's Trump's fault. Jeez. <laughs> Holy cow. Wow. Fire these people. That's something. Okay. Robbins, are you ready for your big free stories of the day? Yes, sir. Is one of them how Billy Ocean didn't make the five? Just Billy asking. Ocean should have made the five. <laughs> and a news update straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, just wrapped up the Friday Five, which was songs with kings and queens in the title. Then later on, man, I mean, sometimes we have honorable mention songs that just don't get called for, and then they don't get played. It was like Aerosmith, Kings and Queens. Yeah. Please, King of Pain. A lot of different things. People are like, where was it? I'm saying, hey, it was there. It just didn't get called for. Nope. That's the way it goes. It's all right. David, news update. This is insane. Yeah, it is. There, there's this case in Las Vegas. It's a tragedy. An investigative reporter named Jeff Gehrman was murdered, and the cops have arrested a local Democratic Party politician named Robert Tellis for it. 
Mm-hmm. At a press conference, the Clark County Sheriff, Joe Lombardo, was asked about Donald Trump's role in this. Now, the audio of the reporter is a little bit hard to hear, so I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll spell it out what she says here before you play the audio. Okay. She starts off saying, hey, I know now's probably not the, time, the appropriate time to talk politics, but do you condemn former President Trump's normalization of violence against journalists? Okay, I'll, all right, I'll play the clip before we just start going. Yeah, let's man. do this it. This is okay. Now is probably not the appropriate time to talk politics, but do you So why are we talking politics then? Do you condemn former President Trump's normalization of violence against journalists? No, I think this is probably the inappropriate venue to speculate on that or opine on that. Boy, Sheriff Joe Lombardo showed incredible restraint yeah good for him yeah you uh, that uh, whoever that journalist is quit you're you're too dumb to be a journalist now and that's saying something seriously i mean you got this situation and somehow you're going to try to shoehorn donald trump into it yeah i'm sure that this local politician who's a democrat was hanging on donald trump's every word okay by the way trump never normalized violence against journalists that is what ticks me off more than anything because that is said and it just sort of flies by like it's fact media does this all the time what are you talking about that donald trump normalized violence against journalists when when did he ever do that <laughs> who knows well, they, by they, calling them enemy of the people they are they lie to people to their face every single day we see it every single day he never called on violence he never called on violence. No. But just make it up. Just say he did. Well, a lot of times you'll have enemies that will not commit no. violence against you. They'll just lie to you. If a person's your friend, they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you what you need to know. Someone that lies to you constantly, is that a friend? Could you argue that's an enemy? Well, yeah. we've changed it. We changed well, then they're the, the enemy of the people. We've changed the definition of violence, too. Right. I mean, we've totally changed it. Oh, I yeah, set it words. up on his head. Words are violence. Yes. Well, please. Well, dude, remember a few years ago, this was in 2018, I think, the Capitol Gazette shooting in Maryland? It had nothing to do with Donald Trump. But all the news coverage was about, oh, this is Donald Trump's America. You know, this right. guy walks into a, to mm-hmm. a uh, newspaper building and starts shooting. No, the guy had a personal grudge against the paper because they were running stories about him that he didn't like had nothing to do with Donald Trump, but they still made it. NPR did this stupid hand-wringing uh, uh, segment all about how, well, I know that maybe this isn't directly tied to Donald Trump, but this is a good time for him to tone down the rhetoric. No, screw you. No doubt, man. You know, there are just narratives that over time, it wears people down and they believe it. Like, if you voted for Trump and you have conservative values, you are racist, which is insane. And then I think about people I know and friends of mine, and not every friend of mine voted for Trump, but if I take all of the friends that I have that I know who they voted for and what they stand for, they would be labeled racist by media and the left. And I'm telling you, there's not a racist bone in their body. Mm Mm-hmm. One family adopted a black child. 
doesn't matter, they would still be considered racist. And I forget the hoops that people jump through to try to claim that. What was it, David? Some sort of imperialism nonsense? It's uh, colonizing the family or something like that. yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a child that was in a bad way that didn't have parents. No. These parents adopted. But it, it, it wouldn't matter because there's this narrative that goes on and on and on and on. That, oh, well, if you voted for Trump, you are fill in the blank. Oh, sure. No, up yours. No, we're done. We're done playing that game. And you just can't lay back and feel like, well, it's all going to get better. We'll, we'll just, you know, stand back and let people say, no, just stand up and say, no, that's a load of crap. Well, you, you got to knock to it off at some point. I mean, you've yes. been, yeah, you got to push back. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Stand up for what's true. Yep. All right. Are you ready for your big three? Let's rock and roll, man. Let's do it. No one else is ready. No one else is? Casey's taking the day off. What, what three-day weekend? I guess. Four-day weekend. He wasn't here Monday either. Okay, I just got an update. He's here. All right, All I right. guess he's okay. part of it. All right, roll it out then. Are you ready? One, two, look at my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. Always helped by his hero in life, the top 40 hero. I'm Casey Casey. Oh, hey, buddy. Good. I'm glad you're here. I was worried. I didn't know. Good. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, then. Three. Uh, Robert Reich, old economist, worked with uh, Bill Clinton. He's about uh, three foot eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, well, got out his step stool to get on a soapbox and started talking yeah. about racist policies. Well, he's the income inequality expert these days. You know that, don't you? Okay. So there was two tweets that he sent out back-to-back. 150,000 Jackson, Mississippi residents are without access to clean water. The city is 82% black. West Baltimore is battling a simultaneous water crisis. Its residents are also predominantly black. This is the legacy of segregation and redefining decades on decades of racism and neglect. From Flint, Michigan to Jackson, Mississippi to West Baltimore... A combination of poor infrastructure, the climate crisis, and racism are continuing to uh, to lack of clean drinking water in these areas and some Americans' most predominantly black cities. This is by design. Hey, Robert, idiot, guess which political party runs every single one of these cities and has for decades? Shut up. Say it again. Shut up. <laughs> well, you little jerk. You little tosser. (laughs) That guy, I'm telling you. Well, uh, honestly, someone should let him know also who's president, because I was I was led to believe that under Donald Trump, uh, everything that happened in the country was directly tied to the president. And so in this case, yeah, well, it it would stand to reason because we know for a fact that Joe Biden is a raging racist. So, yeah, in this case, yeah, he wants uh, mostly black city of Jackson to not have access to clean drinking water, and he couldn't care less about uh, Baltimore. My gosh. Heck no. Flint. Well, there's a side of me that, that kind of agrees with him because Democrats are racist. So, you know, maybe he's got a point. I don't know. Hey, we'll just jump on. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, go thirsty. I don't care if you don't have water. We're going to send more billions of dollars to the white folks in Ukraine. Right? Yeah, that's right. There you go. Ooh, see, you turned that on his head, didn't you? I like that. Well, if we really cared, I mean, we have the resources to get you all some clean drinking water, but we Mm got to send our money over to Whitey there in Ukraine. Sorry, black folks. Next. Two. (laughs) 
Number two. Jimmy Markley. Well, it's a joke. <laughs> it's an absolute freaking joke. All right. I'll just lean into your argument. Why do you hate Zelensky so much, huh? Come on. I don't hate anybody. No, I know. No. I just am noticing you're sending, well, what could be not just pallets of clean water. You, it could be Coca-Cola. It could be weapons, whatever. You're giving them all that stuff. You can't help black people in this country. People get drink water in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. There you go. Terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number okay. two, uh, country music star Jason Aldean's PR firm has dropped him because of something his wife said. Yeah, the, uh, they, they let him go. They cut him loose. Uh, some people felt it was the transphobic comments, their words, not mine, that were made by his wife. The publicity firm is known as Green Room. They announced it uh, this week. Music has always been and remains the Green Room's core focus. So we had to make a difficult decision after 17 years to step away from representing Jason. The co-owner told Billboard magazine, We aren't the best people for the gig anymore, but we'll always be big fans of his music. He's one of the greatest live entertainers in country music. Now, of course this had everything to do with what his wife said. What, what did his, his wife, wife, Brittany Aldean, say? Well, on an it Instagram was not video transphobic. to her 2.3 million followers, this is what she said. I'll just read it to you verbatim. I'd like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I thought I was tom- in my tomboy phase. When I went through my tomboy phase, I love this girly life. Jason Aldean, of course, said LMAO. I'm glad they didn't, too, because you and I wouldn't have worked out if you were a dude. Some people were offended by that post, and they demanded. Marin Morris, Cassidy Pope, both believe the remarks to be transphobic. Morris said, it's so easy to be like, not be a scumbag human. Sell your clip-ins and zip it. Insurrection Barbie. Again, for saying I'm glad they didn't lean into some sort of tomboy phase. Right. Because I like this girly life, and that was too much for Karen Morris. Give me a break. Yes, I know her name's Marin. <laughs> Change it to Karen. Yes. I wasn't going to correct you because I got it right away. Well, it's the second time I've had to do that. Okay. Now, right. on with the countdown. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three stories of the day, and we're up to number one. A uh, lighthearted story involving a yeah. former college basketball player, I guess current coach. Yes, uh, Joshua Walker, 27, Shreveport, Louisiana. Shot lights out, breaking the record for the longest shot, farthest behind the back shot, farthest hook shot, farthest bounce shot, and farthest shot made backwards. He did them all. I love this guy. Wow. Um, he made the longest shot, was 113 feet, 6 inches. He said, literally, he said, I didn't know. I've never been more excited in my life. Joshua Walker. He's 27, Shreveport. Is he white? Is that why you're highlighting him? No, I just think it's fun. He made the the behind-the-back shot from 48 feet, a hook shot from 80 feet, a bounce shot from 95 feet, and he shot it over his head backwards from 84 feet. He broke the record set by trick shot phenomenons of the Globetrotters. So is that why you're highlighting him then? Because he broke the Globetrotters record and he's yeah, white? Because he's, yeah, and he broke the record. I'm just trying to play into the racist guess, themes know, of the I day. I understand. I just thought it was a fun little story. He said his we mom can't helped have him out. Things anymore. His mom lined up the shots for him by standing somewhere on the court. So he's practicing over the head shot with his mom's help. He's 27, huh? Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Cool story. I liked it. All right. I thought it was fun. Just give it a week. The dude perfect guys will break that record. I mean, I don't want to. 
Yeah, just poo poo your story. You, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I run them by you next time so you can. No, I like that story. It. I'm just playing. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, it's, maybe it's, it's all the other stories. It's, it's just frustrating fun. with know, everything going on in the world. I apologize, Scott. And oh. there you have it. It's really Robert nice Reich story. is upset by it. He doesn't think the record should be held by him because <laughs> his mom helped him. Well, yes, and he should send all drinking water to Mississippi. Robert right. Reich actually needs his mom to help him shoot a basketball. Well, she sets him up, up in the she lifts him up in chair, yeah, yeah to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Look, my well, they dunking. Did, they did install a four foot hoop in his driveway so he could finally dunk. See, <laughs> <laughs> I we're gonna need a couple days for yeah, me to then. restore my soul. Lord, I apologize. That was too much. Please forgive me. Uh, no kind of a stretch. Yeah. It was. Well, somebody gave him a little boost. <laughs> okay. He couldn't get the whole ball up over the right. rim. He had to dunk a volleyball. Okay. <laughs> Nimrod's the Tennis ball. Ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Ronick Show. All right, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Update and good news real quick. From the trifecta, Scott, your story about the basketball player that broke the Guinness Book of World Records. Five of them. Number of shots. He is, in fact, not a white man, so you will not be accused of racism. Thank you. So good news there. I wasn't sure. Um, David, you have a news update. Yeah, well, Vice President Kamala Harris has an event today. She spoke at it. And the one thing you really want in a leader is the ability to explain something concisely, right? You want to you want to be able as a leader to let everyone go. clearly know what the parameters of any given project or effort may be. Right? Yes. Now try to guess what project she's talking about here. Here's here's the clip. Okay. And again we to guess what project it is? Yeah. All right. Okay. Today the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do. <laughs> so, what in the hell was that? You could just say, yeah, we're going to talk about what we've done already and what we're planning on doing later. It, this reminds me of friends that we all have that work in different corporations yeah. and they get together for meetings and they're sitting there listening to all these words and it means nothing. No. Yeah. It, and we are going to go ahead and get a committee to explore all this stuff yeah. that just really doesn't happen. It doesn't make any sense. You would think she would take like extra time in the batting cage to figure this out. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, it just goes on and on and on. It never ends. It gets worse all the time. For the record, this is the second ever national, or second that she's overseen, uh, National Space Council meeting. Okay. I'm glad you told me what it was, (laughs) because I had no idea. Right. Because she knows so much about it. Mm -hmm. But these are prepared statements, aren't they? She's not freelancing this. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's I mean, get to Nimrod's. Roll it out. Let's do this. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We go to Florida. Oh, this is crazy, man. 
34-year-old dude, Randy Osterman, stopped by the cops recently, pulled out a three-foot steel sword, complete with a dragon-shaped handle. It's something out of the 80s. As the story goes, he wasn't riding a horse or a mystical steed. He was in a Nissan Altima. And uh, he was blocking a bike lane. So cops pulled out their tasers. And then there's a scuffle. They are eventually able to, you know, get him down. But the dude did get some good swings in. Unfortunately, no one was hurt. Deputies later found meth, marijuana, glass pipe in his car. Let's see, he was charged with resisting an officer, possession of a controlled substance, drug equipment possession, and providing a false ID. I'm just glad they didn't shoot him because I'll bet anything he is right in the middle of turning his life around. You bet he is. And that's Nimrod's in the news.